Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 8718 or 88 right across Australia. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Lawson. Who? Wait, what? Huh? Huh? <laughs> Where's Mon? <laughs> Mon is gone. Mon is in Germany right now. And the reason we know that is because this is actually the delayed broadcast. Mm-hmm. Mon, Mon is long gone. By the time you get this, she's, she's like gone forever. You, you guys are behind the rest times. Rest in peace. No, forever. No, not that kind rest of Rest in peace in Germany. Yeah, rest in peace in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun come, in Germany, and Mon. Then, and then come back here. Then come back here. <laughs> You're trying to, uh, you know, subtly sneak I, I'm Mon out of, her, out of her job there. <laughs> yes, this is the delayed broadcast. And of course, you need to remember that we would love you to come over to the live show. So much more fun on the live show. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy. All you do is you go to faithfm.com.au and press play. That's it. That, that's it. it <laughs> uh, or even better, download the TuneIn app to your mobile device, which is how I listen to Faith FM, because you're perfect signal right the world over. Mon is over there listening to us on the TuneIn app. Wow. And, and, and making a list of all of the things that we've been doing wrong so that she can come back and give us a hard time over it, no doubt. You know what? Like the Bible says in Daniel chapter 12 and verse 4, it says, you know, knowledge shall increase. And generally that goes with the second coming of Jesus, which is an awesome thing. But it's good that knowledge has increased so we can listen to Faith FM right across the world. Knowledge has increased to the point that men no longer need to run to and fro. Yeah. We're just everywhere all the time. Yes. Okay, so jump across there. Of course, if you get the uh, TuneIn app, make sure you get the free version. Just, put, just push the little X in the top corner when it asks you for money, and it will just work for free. Just gave out, a, gave out a hack right there on uh, <laughs> on radio, national radio, um, so everybody can figure out how to, uh, to figure their way around that one. But, uh, yeah, coming up on today's show, Lawson. What are, you, what are you thankful for? I am extremely thankful that I can be here on this show this morning. I love doing radio. Um, you know, it was a secret dream of mine, to be honest. When I, I think when I was like 15, I was like, dude, I want to do radio so much. It'd be so cool. And, and now, now you're doing radio. Now I'm doing radio. Living the dream. And I'm Lawson, doing radio for dream. God as well. So it's, That's even better. Oh, it's, it's a dream come true. Uh, fantastic. <laughs> what am I thankful for this morning? I'm thankful for it was a really warm night. Although, who knows what the weather is when you hear about this, because this is the delayed broadcast. Yeah. It might be freezing cold by now, but <laughs> it was just balmy and warm and it had that springtime feel to it, and I love that. Dude, I'm so not about it. I'm and, so not and, keen. And Lawson, Lawson is just a winter person, but yeah. that's okay. We will forgive him. Coming up in today's show, uh, we're going to be talking about Scott Morrison mm-hmm. and religious liberty. Mm-hmm. Always a controversial subject right there. Lawson has a good news story about some new technology in relationship to healthcare. Mm-hmm. And a dog story. Never yeah. go wrong with a dog story. Those and more stories coming up. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back right after this.
You were listening to Grego Pillay there, Grego Pillay, I should say, with Calvary, and of course one of our local pastors right here in the Newcastle area. And if you want to uh, hear Grego Pillay live, then head along to his church in uh, what is it, Toronto, Bullaroo, I think his churches are. Yeah, yeah. So yep. um, yeah, fantastic. All right, so getting on today with today's show there, Lawson. Uh, we start with a quiz. What have we got for the first clue for our quiz? Oh, this is this is a good quiz. I feel like th- this is, I, I don't know. I just love this character in the Bible. I don't necessarily love him. I just find him interesting. But this is a who am I quiz. And the first question is, the man who killed me would receive the king's daughter great wealth and his father's family would be exempt from taxes. Ooh, have you got it yet? I've got, I've got, a, I've got a, uh, I've got an option. You've got an option. I have an option for this for this individual. I recently heard quite a, a pri- quite a price on his head. Yeah, yeah. I recently yeah. heard a sermon. I know of one individual. I, I know of one individual who uh, um, had this particular price on his head. I'm just trying to figure out whether there was more than one. Yeah, true. Well, I, I recently heard a sermon on this said individual, so I'm like, I know exactly who it is. Like, as soon as I read the first clue for the quiz, I was like, ah, okay, <laughs> classic. But anyway, um, moving on. Yes, getting into positively, positively different, uh, different news. Yeah, I will be bringing you some good news today, which is a little bit of a change. I usually, usually do. Yeah. Okay, uh, see, I've got it. Okay, so no. Okay, so here's how it works, Lawson. Here's how it works. Yeah. If you can get the quiz before I can get the quiz, you get double prizes. Okay. And you all just lost your opportunity for getting double prizes because I just wrote the correct answer down. Yeah, but I already knew the correct answer. No, 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 no. Not you get. It. You don't get any prizes. <laughs> you, the listener. You, the listener. <laughs> The listener gets double prizes, but they only get single prize today because I've already got this one. Yeah, he kn- he knows what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry, yeah. sorry guys, Lyle's well, too quick. I did beat Lyle. The thing was, the thing, that, the thing that threw me was that you said you like this guy. Yeah, I'm not such a fan. You're not not a huge fan. Not a huge fan. No, I don't necessarily like. Yeah, like we're going to get more some more yeah, quiz yeah. Okay, 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 okay. All right, right. Let's let's go into some positively <laughs> different news. What are you positively different news? Positively this dis- different news. Well, Lyle, have you ever suffered with vertigo or nausea or motion sickness, anything like that? Uh huh. You have. Uh huh. I know myself. Um, <laughs> in my- I, I get this. I get this. Right, I, I can sail a boat from from Tasmania to the mainland, mm-hmm. know, cross Bass Strait, one of the most vicious pieces of water on the planet. Just about, no problem. Mm-hmm. However, put me on a roller coaster. Yeah. By the time I get off, I am I am crawling up the ramp. Wide as it goes, <laughs> wide as it goes, <laughs> holding it in, trying not to just barf everywhere. Well, I myself, I don't particularly struggle with motion sickness, but I was I remember um, when I was twelve years old, I had a big motorcycle crash where I knocked myself out for like five minutes, and I had vertigo for the next three months. Ooh, and it was it that's, was that's horrible. It was heavy. It yeah, was yeah, heavy. Yeah, that's horrible. I've had my fair share of uh, head injuries in my life. Luckily, I'm still a functioning human being, but. Most, mostly, <laughs> yeah, mostly, <laughs> mostly. mostly. Um, to those who know me, they probably disagree. But <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Um, I'm still going. <laughs> I'm here on radio, so that's that's good enough for me. I'm pretty chuffed with that. But, anyways, um, a woman named Nicole Burdock has made a drug-free patch that treats nausea, cramps, vertigos, and you know other motion sicknesses like this. Right. And it's 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 actually amazing. Um, she herself had two parents uh, that were both hospitalized with un, un, you know undiagnosed illnesses and she was very interested in in getting to the bottom of of things like this um so she spent her years studying naturopath and medicine 
um, and has now come up with this this patch. It's it's being dubbed the world's first homeopathic patch, um, and it's successfully relieving and preventing nausea in people suffering from motion sickness, chemotherapy, uh, you know, debilitating symptoms like vertigo and these kinds of things. Um, and it's it's just amazing. Um, the two drug-free products which have no known side effects are regulated by the fda and are safe for kids over four years old um and they're saying it even works on pets so 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 you your, your pet dog gets a vertigo no but the, <laughs> but this woman actually was, wondering how do, you, how do you actually diagnose a pet that has vertigo well actually this this woman nicole um talked about in in an interview she said she had a dog that used to get sick in the car on the way to a trail oh where they okay, would go yeah, yeah, walking. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense so they so she tried one of these patches that they'd come up with on the dog and it was completely relaxed and okay there you go so if is your dog, have, is nothing worse than having your dog throw up in the back Oh, seat. yeah, that's <laughs> great. <laughs> bad, enough, bad enough when your kids are up, but it's just 10 times worse when your dog throws up. Because particularly because he can't talk to you and say, hey, open the door, let me out, I need to... Yeah. Yeah. Well, basically, um, the, the patch is made, uh, you know, with the ingredients being microdoses of diluted essence from plants, minerals, and natural ingredients. Um, and actually came to her the idea while she was on a, a cruise ship in the Mexican Riviera um, and she was, you know, yeah, struggling with, you know, and could see people struggling with motion sickness and she was just like, man, I need to, need to come up with something to help these people. And cruise ships are like the most stable ships on the planet. Yeah. I mean, they've got full-on stabilizers and everything. They sit in the water like a rock just about. And, uh, yeah, so it must have been a bit of a storm happening there. Dude, get those, yeah. Get yeah. those people turning... Uh, <laughs> Starting to turn green. Mm. I know. I actually got the boat one time from from Tasmania to the to the mainland, mm-hmm. and I got really sick. Oh, really? Yeah. Even I think it was just a really windy day. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, uh. you know, I've been on some fishing trips where I've gotten really sick. I'm really bad at it. I think my dad says it's because I have small ears. I don't know if I believe that necessarily. <laughs> no, no, that's got nothing to do with, <laughs> with emotional sickness at all. Now I can handle planes, trains, cars, mm. boats, anything like that. But put me on a swing set, I'm in trouble. <laughs> you, you just don't know why. You're just done. I'm, I'm just done. And whatever <laughs> you do, don't put me on a. Uh, whatever were those things they used to have that used to spin? You know the. Um, oh, like the merry-go-round. Yeah, no, no, not like, well. The ones they used to push. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, don't yeah. have them anymore because apparently they're too. Da- everything's too dangerous yeah. these days. It? <laughs> it's like you can't even have play equipment. But dude, it's probably from all those videos that I've seen online where people put a motorcycle yeah, wheel right. against <laughs> them and make them go like 100 k's an hour. <laughs> Do not try this at home. <laughs> yeah, we, we, dude, the L and L team, the the boys, we're just putting all the bad ideas into people's heads. We need to calm it down here. <laughs> anyway, my next story comes from the states, from a town called Pasadena, and this is actually pretty crazy. A small dog uh, saved an eleven-year-old girl from getting abducted. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah, this is this is insane. The family of an eleven-year-old girl says her dog attacked a man who allegedly tried to kidnap her, giving her the chance to run away. Now, when you say a small dog, I'm wondering how small of a dog. Dude, it's this no! very small dog. No, that's a tiny showing dog. That's Lyle a tiny a dog. Now, and that's it's like a really small dog. A miniature, miniature dog. That's just a, what a, a, a tad, um, a couple of millimeters bigger than a chihuahua. Yeah, yeah. This Chihuahuas can be feisty, dude. Yeah, for sure. I have, yeah. I have some friends with chihuahuas and they're just, uh, all they do is bark. My mum has a small dog as well uh-huh. and it's like a poodle mix or something and it's just, dude, it's just a bark machine and it bites me 
all yep. the time. But that, anyways, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, Bianca. That's actually cool. You know, I found that um, you know doing a lot of door knocking and and, and this kind of thing um, at various times. I'm actually more worried about small dogs than big dogs for the most Dude. part, because a big dog, once you've made friends, you're friends. Mm-hmm. Everybody's relaxed. Small dogs, it's like you make friends, and the next minute they're nipping your heels again. It's like, <laughs> what's up with that? Yeah, I think it must be must be a brain size thing. Yeah, the little dog syndrome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 but, uh, not a brain size just thing, just a size thing. Yeah, just a like, size thing. Just a size like, thing. Who is to, this big person? They have to compensate for their <laughs> lack of size by their the size of their bite. Mm. Oh, for sure. So anyway, tell us more about more about this story. Yeah, so, sure. So, so, so she get this girl gets attacked. Yeah, uh, Bianca Hernandez uh, said her little sister saw a male suspect looking at her strangely um, while she was out walking her two year old beagle mix Ray. Uh, the driver ac- uh, actually catches up onto her, um, gets out of the vehicle and grabs her. Uh, and he grabs her by the arm and says, come on, tries to pull her mm-hmm. into the car, mm-hmm. um, which is, yeah, just a terrible, yep. um, terrible, terrible act. nightmare right yeah. there. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the, the 11-year-old resisted the attacker, but she was losing the struggle, as you can imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a fully grown person. Um but that's when her 15-pound dog come in to save the day. <laughs> just, like, runs up. And, yeah, the dog just, you know, looked, I guess, started seeing that, oh, my owner's being attacked. Um, you know, this isn't any regular person. This is my owner. And I don't know who this person is that's attacking my owner <laughs> and they're going down. Yeah, so he went in and bit bit this guy's leg. And, yep. you know, the guy went down to shoot the dog off and the, the girl was actually able to get herself free and, and run away, um, which is... Yeah, just amazing. Hero dog right there. If you've got a hero dog story, give us a call. 1-800-324-843 is our number. We would love to hear your hero dog stories. It's uh, it's always uh, my dog. If I was being attacked, it would just love all over the person who was attacking me. <laughs> He's a bit of a moron. But anyway, a lovable, a lovable moron. This is uh, Andrew Peterson with Windows in the World. So you're sitting at the movies You're watching how the story finds a way And you've seen it all before Still you love to see the hero save the day It's a window in the world A little glimpse of all the goodness getting through
the groom is waiting He's watching for the moment she appears They are laying down their lives for love and love He's laying waste to all my fears It's a window in the world A little portal where you get a better view And the wonder of it all is all you need See the goodness getting through You are listening to Andrew Peterson with Windows in the World here on Faith FM, and we have come to the next section of our quiz for the day. Who had a price on their head was the first clue, and uh, what's our second clue for the quiz? Oh man, this this is just giving it away, but it's okay. Um, the next clue, yeah, easy one this morning. Yeah, again, it's a Who Am I quiz, mm-hmm. and the next clue is when chased by Saul, David went to Ahimelech, the priest. And got my sword from him. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Whose sword did David use? Here's your clue. All right. I'm going to have to be careful not to talk about this one because it's already too easy. Yeah. It's already way too easy. Anyway, moving on with uh, more serious stories today. Um, we need to recognize that today is uh, Are You OK Day? Mm. And so make it a point today to talk to your friends and ask them, are you okay? Mm. And uh, if you are someone who is not okay, make it a point when somebody asks you, if somebody does ask you, to actually let them know. Mm. Uh, Communication is what it's all about in these kinds of circumstances. And um, yeah, if you're not feeling okay, if you're feeling a bit down, if you're feeling a bit dark, if you're a bit of a sad place, um, any of those kind of things, just let people know. You are surrounded by people who care for you. And, uh, and of course, um, you know, um, reach out to people if, uh, if, you, if you're not feeling um, so great at this particular time. You've been in a couple of dark places at times, Lawson. Yeah. Um, you know, most of my story, I guess, you know, there's, there's a few key themes and, and one of them is depression. Mm-hmm. And it's been a big struggle in my life. And, you know, I'd be uh, lying to you if I said it's not still a struggle in my life and it's not still something mm. that I go through. Um, I've actually, I've been diagnosed with clinical depression and it's it's a burden that I have and it's it's a thorn in my flesh and it's, you know, something that even very recently um, as someone who's, you know, working in ministry, working for God mm. um, in a place where they're surrounded by people that, that love them and, and, you know, doing God's work and, you know, putting myself in the best environment to be okay, um, Man, it's still a massive struggle for yeah. me. And I'm super thankful for the people that are around me. I have a, an amazing, you know, support network and team of people. Shout out to those guys that I work with up at uh, Raymond Terrace Mission because um, those guys just get me through. Um, I love them so much and they just look out for me a lot. And and this is the great thing about church, isn't it? Yeah. This, this is why God invented church. Yeah. As it, the whole concept of church is for people who are not okay. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's a, it's a hospital for sinners. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, it was, you know, my originally sort of encounter with God, you could say my, my coming to God was through, um, you know, struggling with depression and having that support from the church, you know, having that group of people who are actually 
interested in me and had a burden on their heart that was given to them by by God um, to to look after this guy who's struggling and you know now my life has completely changed and I I get to work for God and go on radio and and do all these amazing things um, but you know that that life that I now have could have been cut so much shorter um, and I'm just thankful for the people that God put mm. in my life to to get me through that and bring me to this point. Thank you so much for sharing that, um, <clears throat> Lawson. It's important that we, you know, to, for you to be able to share because uh, you're somebody who um, can really relate to this mm. whole "Are you okay?" day. Uh, just moving on with other stories that are, you know, bouncing around. One of the things that's been fascinating me lately is the uh, what seems like a universal freakout over Scott Morrison's Christianity. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I oh, mean the for guy, sure. the guy gets on and he asks for prayer that for the drought to break, and everybody freaks out. Mm. I was like, well, what prime minister have we had who wasn't a Christian? I think only the last one. No, no, no. The last one was a Christian. It was the only the only prime minister we have ever had who was not a Christian was Julia Gillard. Ah, and nobody's ah. ever freaked out about that before. Mm. You know, John Howard, when he was prime minister, prayed for the drought to break and asked people to pray for the uh, 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 a drought, uh, a break in the drought. Nobody freaked out over that. It's sort of, it's sort of. I look at, it, I'm like, what is going on here? Why are people so? You know. This is not something new. This is something that is actually normal, mm. but it does indicate a change in society. Oh, for sure. I think, you know, here in Australia, um, you know, modern days anyway, we are so secular, so much more than um, I think most of the f- the first world, like especially, you know, comparing ourselves to America or, or Europe, like we are so, so secular. Um, so, yeah, just straight down the middle. Um you yeah, know, away from church, and and I think that part of the issue is that you know Scott Morrison belongs to a more modern church rather than one of the traditional churches. Yeah, um, he is possibly a little bit more active in his church mm. than than um, other Christians, and it's you know people are concerned that there'll be a union of church and state because we have a Christian prime minister. We have always had Christian prime ministers and we have not yet had a union of church and state. Why are people freaking out of their minds? Now, if this guy comes along and he's got, you know, some ideas to unite church and state, then yeah, that's a good a good yeah, time. Yeah. But the whole concept, this is the this is the crazy thing. The whole concept of the separation of church and state was instituted by Christianity because that is a Christian principle that Jesus taught. Yeah. Separation of church and state wouldn't exist without Christianity. We were the ones who invented the idea. I mean, seriously, guys. <laughs> oh, man. It's it's gnarly. Hey, it like, is. I think it just comes down. This is this might be a bit too modern for you, but it's the classic saying, hate is going to hate. Okay. Yeah. People, people are always, <laughs> people, people are always going to find, be, you know, trying to find something to point out in someone. Lawson, Lawson thinks I'm a dinosaur by yeah. It's because like, he's ancient. <laughs> he's 46 years old. He's like, <laughs> the end of the world. <laughs> well, you're over double my age, so, <laughs> so. <laughs> got that. Uh, it's all good, um, <clears throat> but you know when you when you think about it, uh, basic Western civilization mm. was created by Christianity. Oh, yeah. You know the the things that we take for granted. You know, uh, charitable organizations mm. invented by Christianity, um, social justice. Invented by Christianity, 
you know, equality, racial equality, gender equality, these were issues that were invented by Christianity. Uh, your basic freedoms and democracy, uh, separation of church and state, religious liberty, you know, religious liberty, which is uh, the freedom to choose any faith whatsoever at all, this was invented by an institution of Christianity. This exists in the world because of Christianity. Try an atheist government. You know, look at look at what we've been promoting. You know, over and over and over again. This uh, this this new movie that's just come out called um, "Tortured for Christ: The Story mm. of Richard Wormbrandt." This is what happens when you get a an atheist government in. You have people being tortured for their faith. Yeah. If you want to find freedom where you can actually live your religion or choose to have no religion. Have respect either which way. Then you're gonna you're gonna need to move to a Christian country. Oh, for sure. Try going to an Islamic country. You know the Islamic Republic of Iran. By definition, the government is religious. <laughs> Live there if you want to try what it is to you know to you, to live without religious freedom. Yeah, religious freedom invented by Christianity. Yeah, straight up. It's actually funny. I saw a video this morning um, that was about it was about China and the the persecution that's happening there at the moment of of you know Christianity because you know all the churches there have to be public and any underground churches that aren't regulated by the state um, can be you know shut down and, and the people can go to jail and they have to yeah, renounce yeah, their yeah, faith. Yeah. Yep. Try uh, try try a non religious country. Yeah. <laughs> See how you like yeah. that. <laughs> oh man, it's gnarly. <laughs> It's just you know, and and, and I look at uh, the the UK right now, mm. which is a country that pr- pr- prides itself on its freedom mm-hmm. and its tolerance. And you've got Franklin Graham heading over there to preach an evangelistic um, campaign, mm-hmm. and you've got all of these people taking up permission uh, petitions. You know, eight thousand signatures from Blackpool in England. Um, asking the government to ban him from the country for preaching Christ. Yeah, that's, that's you know, and this insane. is this. <laughs> it's like, what is going on here? You know, I mean, where did where where, where did religious liberty go to? Where mm. did it? Where you know, who is it that is doing away with re- religious liberty? Mm. It is Christians who are standing for religious liberty and freedom of thought and freedom of expression. It is non-Christians that are fighting um, to get rid of mm. religious liberty and freedom of expression. Oh, for sure. Why are people freaking out just because we have a Christian prime minister for you know the how you know just like every other prime minister that's been out? There? It just it just does my head. In. I just kind of I've been trying to get my head around it, and uh, I've really been struggling with um, you know trying to understand how how this all works. Uh, you know, politics in general is just in a mass frenzy at the moment. <laughs> now, so. now, do I do I trust Scott Morrison? I trust Scott Morrison about as much as I trust any other politician. I will be honest. Okay, I will be honest on that. I'm, and this is no no promo for Scott Morrison. It's just like. Guys, get it together. This is, this is not, not a time to... Uh, Let's hold a prime minister for, for a term. <laughs> anyway, we need to move on. Uh, we've got uh, David Storgett coming up right after Matt and Josie Minigas.
Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia. We have our regular guest interview with David Stojic, a weekly section where he talks to us about emotional uh, physical, social, and uh, mental health. And spiritual. And spiritual health, of course, <laughs> yes. How can we miss that out as well? We need to have all aspects of it here. That's right. Now, David, you've got a great topic for us today that explores the social side of our life and how that actually impacts our health. That's right. Um, uh, Lyle, I'm so glad that I can keep repeating this, that our health is and cannot be compartmentalized. Mm-hmm. We cannot put that in boxes. Our health is a total of four major parts. It's physical, social, mental, and spiritual. And if we miss out on one, uh, we cannot be healthy. So uh, this morning we'll be focusing on that on that social aspect uh, of our being that, that actually... Um, is very, very important. Um, this topic of, of social uh, health or social connectedness is, is very relevant because one out of every four people in our society is socially isolated or lonely. Wow. Uh, so people report having fewer close friends today than they had a few years ago. And if there ever was a time to explore the wellness benefits of our interpersonal relationships it's today, so social It's amazing how in a world that is so much more connected, we are so much more lonely. And that's right. Mm. Uh, we are socially connected, many of us, uh, through social uh, networks, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and so on and so on. But really, it's not really helping us at all to be connected in the most important way, and that is to be connected face-to-face and to interact, uh, you know, at the same place, at the same time, in the same space. Mm. Now, you're a pastor and you have, obviously, the additional benefit of having the spiritual lens or angle on this topic? Just like you are, Lyle, <laughs> both fellow, fellow pastors. Indeed. Uh, so so uh, that's right. So uh, it's interesting that right there at the very beginning, right there from the beginning of the Bible, there is this uh, social aspect uh, clearly pointed out by God so to us. So uh, God himself said in, in Genesis chapter 2, the second chapter of the Bible, uh, and verse 18, it is not good that men should be alone. And so God designed and created us to be at our best when connected uh, to him and to others. Uh, so we are relational being so it, it's really this simple mm. god created us to enjoy relationships and i really believe and i'm sure you would agree with me when we read the bible god longs to enjoy relationship with us absolutely once <laughs> once it's so badly he died on calvary so that he could enjoy that for eternity that's right and and one of one of my favorite verses that quite a few is in john's gospel chapter 10 uh, and verse 10, uh, Jesus actually said himself, I have come that you may have life to the fullest. That's one of the translations. Or that you may have life more abundantly or that you will have, that you may have abundant life. So, so social connection is one of the things that makes this abundant, full life possible. Okay, so when people talk about social connection and social connectedness, 
what do they actually mean by that? I mean, you know, we, as we mentioned, we are very broadly co- <laughs> connected through social media That's and right. yet we are more lonely than ever before. So, yeah, unpack this whole social connectedness for us. All right. So, so in, in its broadest sense, it means interacting with others. It's not the, the same in every respect for any two people, although it has similar feelings of openness, generosity, and uh, good, a goodwill, no matter what uh, specific form it, it takes. So relationships are one of life's uh, greatest blessings. Healthy interpersonal relationships include good communication, mm-hmm. servanthood, sharing, touch, encouragement, and trust. So they create an environment of hope, closeness, trust, and belonging. So you can see how that all kind of really adds up to to one's feeling emotionally satisfied. And when we when our emotions are you know uh, uh, the even keel and everything is right, we have peace, inner peace that affects the chemistry of our body in so many ways, and that affects our f- mental and physical health. Yeah, I, I find it fascinating because you know in many ways this is counter to the whole evolutionary process you look at you look at some of the most successful creatures say from an evolutionary perspective like say for instance great white shark these are not social creatures they are entirely <laughs> solitary creatures that's right uh, you know social interaction you know brings risks and dangers with it that uh, you know you don't get elsewhere and it just goes to show that we were created by a god who desires to have a relationship and that a relationship with god is the is the greatest thing that we can have and the next greatest thing is a relationship with each other. Absolutely. And that's how we really, how that, you know, I mean, <laughs> one of the scriptures uh, that I'm sure both of us are, are very familiar in, in, in First John, it says, you know, if anyone says he loves God, but hates his brother, mm. you know, he's a liar. So, so really, you know, as we relate to our Creator, you know, as you said very, very well, you know, it works out and it, 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 uh, there is, it's outworking of that is our relation. Absolutely. To other people. Mm. So how much research has been done in this area of social connectedness and its impact on our physical health? So much, a lot. Uh, Perhaps the best known example of the power of social uh, connectedness and how it affects health is uh, Dr. Dean Ornish and his work on reversing heart disease. So this, this, Dean Ornish is known for... Okay, it's heart, a heart disease. That's right. So, so when most people think of his program, they tend to think of, of a low-fat diet, exercise, and it's, uh, you know, um, these other components. But if you ask Dr. Dean Ornish to comment on the most, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely excited about this, on the most important part of his program, mm-hmm. which, mind you, as we've said, was about heart health, uh, cardiac health. Uh, he, he's, he answers that actually most important component that is interpersonal relationships. And I would like to quote, uh, actually, from his book, Love and Survival, The Scientific Basis for the Healing Power of Intimacy, uh, which describes in detail some some very important research. But this is what he says, uh, um, Lyle, talking about social connectedness. This is him saying, I'm not aware of any other factor in medicine, not diet, not smoking, not exercise, not stress, not genetics, not drugs, 
not surgery, that has a greater impact on our quality of life, incidence of illness, and the premature death from all causes. So he lists social connectedness as the supreme, the paramount, the most important aspect of our health. That is absolutely outstanding. That is amazing. Um, I, I would never have thought of it in that context. Now, is there any other research on social connectedness and health uh, benefits that you're aware of that is focused on groups of people rather than individuals? There is. There is, Lars. So, so uh, the link between social support and health is very strong. So many studies. I'll, I'll, I'll mention this study from a little town, uh, Rosetta, in Pennsylvania, US, USA. Uh, they, they were for 50 years. It was one of those longitudinal studies. For 50 years, uh, the, 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 the research was about the coronary disease in Rosetto, in this town of Rosetto. Uh, and, and at the beginning of the study, the, the, the people who lived there, they were mainly Italian migrants, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, who moved to, to, from southern Italy, who moved to, to, to America. And, and, but what was interesting about them that actually, uh, uh, half to, to two, uh, the, the, the risk factor for, for heart health uh, was about h- half of the risk factor of the neighboring towns. And so they wanted to, really? to find out why, why actually these people have, have had the, um, uh, the, the, the such diminished risk of heart and coronary disease, uh, you know, health. Well, I want to find that out too. We're going to be back in just a moment and we're going to find out the answer to why, you know, how do these Italian immigrants, uh, you know, have half, half as much uh, heart disease as everybody else. But uh, right now we're going to take a song break and we'll be back right after this. Yes, he does. Oh, yes, he does. Did you know that God loves you? Yes, he does. Oh, yes, he does. He would give his life for you. Yes, 
Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88. And we are with David Stojic, a regular here on the program, talking about emotional health. Today we're talking about social connectedness, and you That's left right. us with this fascinating research. story. Research from a town that had half as much heart disease as the surrounding right. area, and they were mostly Italian immigrants. What did they find out? So, so this is what they found out. That they found out that even though this town was surrounded by other towns which were not Italian-based or Italian migrants-based, that actually there were some factors that caused, over 30 years, that they caused that these people actually had half as much risk to any heart and coronary diseases. So they found out that, that, that um, this town was of Rosetta was settled by a tightly knit group of religious immigrants from southern Italy. Uh, during the first 30 years of the study, these families were characterized by a high level of social connectedness, extensive intermarriage, strong family ties, and a supportive, nurturing community. Sounds like church. <laughs> That's right. So the researchers hypothesized that this high level of social connectedness might buffer or protect residents from heart disease and early death. So this was shown to be true when actually 30 years later, you see the next generation, children that were bo- born to these communities, they start to behave like anybody else, you know, in the American society. And, and they, they, they heart uh, disease rates in, in this town of Rosetta climb to the same level as those in other two communities that were neighbouring. You know, it's one of the things that I love about some of these European cultures, and you, you, you've been coming from Europe yourself, can probably comment on it. That's right. You know, but you have this whole community atmosphere that takes place, you know, sort of in the evening, everybody's out on the streets, they're talking with each other. That's right. You know, which in Australia, we have a very individualistic culture. That's right. We hardly know the names of our neighbours. That's right. Um, we hardly ever interact with them or talk with them or, you know, have street parties or anything like that. It's, it's just, time to change it, Alain. It? It's time to change it. It's, you know, we, 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 I guess we settled a very sparse continent and we yes. learnt to look after ourselves and we... It's not a healthy thing. May I just say this? I, I used to live uh, in, in a little country town in southwestern Queensland. Uh, as a migrant about 25 years ago, I, I was plunged into the uh, fair income, dinky die. <laughs> <laughs> Queenslanders. <laughs> you know, outback community. And, and that was a wonderful thing. And um, I noticed one thing. Uh, you, you mentioned sparsely populated community. That's f- for sure. That's true. You can drive for you know, sometimes hours without seeing the next car on the road. Mm. But you know what I've noticed? People realize their need of each other. You know, people say hello to each other in the street. Uh, you know, people wave at each other when they're passing by on the, on the road. And, and so, so people realize the value, how much they need each other. And I like that. So maybe in the more sparse communities, people are more connected than they are when they live in the human filing cabinets, otherwise known as an well, apartment well, block well, in the I, middle I of the city. I lived in that community for about four or five years. When I, when I went to a bigger city, I started saying hello to people in the street, and they looked at me like I had two heads. <laughs> <laughs> you know, then I realized that's not something that people do. Yeah. You know, uh, but but in, in, the, in the country communities, uh, country towns or you know, little townships, that's a lot more present. 
Absolutely. Okay, so now on a few previous occasions, you've spoken to us about depression and anxiety. Uh, it'd be interesting to put these forms of mental illness into the context of our current conversation about social connectedness and health. Uh, that's, that's very true. As, uh, as our social connected, uh, connections uh, go down, uh, feelings of sadness and loneliness can go up. And they usually do. Uh, people start to battle with anxiety and, and depression. And our statistics in Australia are not very encouraging. One in six, six uh, women and one uh, in eight men suffer from depression. Uh, 45% of our population will experience uh, mental health, health illness sometimes during their lifetime. But let me just mention this. Loneliness is fast becoming a major disease with severe health and wellness impacts uh, that even includes premature death. And there are there is three to five times, uh, like 500%, greater risk of heart disease with loneliness. Uh, loneliness uh, and isolation affect health very, very negatively. Mm-hmm. So we do need social support and... and uh, uh, the questions I would like to pose, you know, to, 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 to ask to our listeners, you know, uh, do you really have someone, uh, do you have someone who really cares for you? Uh, do you, do you, uh, uh, who feels close to you, who loves you, uh, who wants to help you, uh, and that you can confide in? And, and if you, if the answer to this question is negative, well, maybe towards the end of our, of our program today, We'll make a suggestion. How yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking. <laughs> I don't have somebody like this. Uh, how, how that? His name be... is Jesus Christ. I'm just going to throw it out there right now. <laughs> That's right. That's very true. That is certainly someone who cares for us. Yeah. Wow. So it's obvious that uh, that, that that people who are socially connected live not only healthier but also much longer lives. Uh, so yes, uh, here are some common uh, here are some common characteristics of people who uh, of centenarianists. <laughs> people who live hundred and plus. Great, great watching people who have got English as a second language try and get their tongue around that one. <laughs> centenarians. <laughs> so research studying uh, longevity have identified the common characteristics of people who are hundred years old or older, and uh, these people are active, they're socially connected, they're non-smokers generally, uh, they, 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 have, they have healthy diet, uh, they get adequate rest and they live with purpose, uh, they have social connections uh, that positively impact on their longevity. So um, I just like to say a loving God created us to enjoy a relationship with Him and others. Uh, and the, these caring and supportive relationships benefit everyone uh, the need for relationships companionship and companionship and, and love starts uh, at the conception and continues uh, through our entire life it's no wonder when you when you look at this information and you read these stats right here it's no wonder that god places such an emphasis on church because church uh, creates this that's right this is what church is all about isn't that's it right and that, that, that's the antidote i i yeah. i had in mind yeah, yeah okay okay i'm running ahead i'm no, running no, that's ahead good, that's good that's why not why not yeah okay why? so now some of our listeners are younger people um, is there? Have you got some useful info for them in um, your research on social connectedness? Uh, uh, yes, uh, yes, Lyle, uh, <laughs> absolutely. And I would say that there is increasing loneliness among our younger people who are connected by social media, mm-hmm. but really very, very lonely. But let me just share some something uh, actually quite interesting. Um, social connection has powerful prenatal 
influences. Uh, in a review of 144 studies, uh, Drs. Hoffman and Hatch at Columbia University in the USA uh, concluded that intimate social support from a partner or family member is associated with improved fetal growth, regardless of woman's uh, level of acute stressors. Okay, that's very young. That's that's we are talking about very very young. Yeah, and 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 again along the same lines in in Guatemala City, you know, which is in South America, uh, there was a research on 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 actually uh, ladies who were giving birth, and actually they found out. That and in that city, apparently, there are a lot of single ladies who are actually giving birth. Mm-hmm. But they came up with a very ingenious experiment. They assigned in hospitals, they did that experiment, they assigned people who would actually accompany those single mothers when they enter the hospital till they give the birth. They would they be there to coach them, to encourage them. And they, they noticed that their labor in the group that didn't have that, their labor was on average 19 hours. But the ladies who had that, that, that kind of uh, support that was assigned then and there to them would actually have less than half a, a duration of the labor, about wow. 8.7 hours. So, so, you know, that social support is of, of huge... Okay, so this is not a medical professional. This is just someone to just give someone. social... Just, just, just to be a friend. That's right. Just a friend and you got half the labor. That's right. Oh, wow. That's, That's right. mind-blowing. And, and so, so, Lyle, maybe if, if you don't mind, we, we need to because we are probably coming to the end. But I just would like to suggest the, the antidote to, to, to go, good Lord said that actually it is not good for men to be alone. Mm. I would, as a pastor, as a Christian person, I would like, along with you, to encourage our listeners, if they are not part of a church and faith community, and there is heaps of research that shows that actually people who go regularly, mm. weekly, and they're part, they're involved in, in church community, that actually they, they can add up to 14 years to their lifespan. So I would encourage our Secular society, people who are listen, who may be listening to this program, to actually understand the importance of something precious that they have in their midst. To look for a church community, I'm sure that Adventist church community would be delighted to actually get people, anybody turning up at their doors, and people can learn not only about you know belonging, but they can learn a lot of practices. And Adventist people, if I may say this very humbly, are among the longest living people on the face of the earth. And we can share with them the secrets of happier and healthier life. Thank you so much for joining us, David. Uh, Fantastic information, as always, here on Faith FM. We choose I've tried but failed To walk in someone else's shoes Strange How I've tried To walk this road alone Not knowing The things I might find
life goes on But now the fears of living life for me are gone I know that your love Can save me from myself in ways I can't explain Pompeii, Jerusalem, the Dead Sea and Egypt Amazing Discoveries is coming to Bulleroo Take a trip through history to uncover what happened in the past how it affects the present and what it can tell us about the future Through archaeology and the Bible join us on this journey of amazing discoveries Beginning 6.30pm September 28 at the Bulleroo Adventist Church this free community series is one you will not want to miss See Faith FM's Facebook for more information or call Grego on 0435 077 752. 